Hello everyone, welcome to Podcast Corner 101. My name's Dan and I'm running this podcast for today's session. So this podcast is called Anxiety Matters. So let's go around and see who we've got in today's podcast. I'm Ethan. I'm Jordan. I'm Sasha. I'm Jamie. Wow, I think that was uh, the quickest we've ever done that. I mean, not only we have about 10 people saying all at once, but let's get on with this. So, the first question is, what is anxiety? Why don't you kick this off, Ethan? Um, well, anxiety is a mental health um, disorder that quite a lot of people actually have, and it's actually quite a bad thing because it can like damage your life over time that's all i've got to say thank you ethan go on jordan why don't you tell us um i know a lot of people suffer from anxiety and it causes a lot of problems in their day-to-day life like some people might have anxiety attacks or they might suffer from a different form of anxiety and it'll stop what they want to do in every day-to-day life thank you jordan go on then sasha why don't you tell us Anxiety can be shown in a lot of different ways and I know quite a few people with anxiety have something called anxiety tics where when they get in really anxious situations they will start doing noises or movements that they can't control and anxiety is just an awful disorder to have. Uh, So as Ethan said anxiety is a mental health disorder and there's very uh, a wide variety of different anxieties so sometimes you can just have anxiety as a whole or it could be like medical where you can have like small pains and think it's somewhat extreme thank you thank you thank you thank you i mean i think i've got anxiety doing this podcast right now because i don't have a clue what i'm doing but anyways um by the way i just want to say before we start like we say i think in every podcast i think this podcast is great because it's just a safe area just to kind of be truthful with everyone so right here we go before we started this podcast, um, I asked for everybody to do some research, and two people have done some. So, Jamie, Sasha, whoever wants to go first, why don't you tell us what you found on the Google? One in every four people have either anxiety or depression. It majority of the time, it's one in every four people have anxiety, but one in every ten people have anxiety and depression. Uh, I'll give a two for one. So 300,000 people per year leave their job due to mental health disorders such as anxiety and depression and also one in three people receive treatment although anxiety is widely treatable. Good, Jamie. So I did some uh, research myself. So, Molly, do you want to read the research that I found? Because yeah, dyslexic cover, I can't read. No, don't worry. So this is from Google. Common anxiety signs and symptoms include, so this comes up right at the top of Google when you just search anxiety, Um, feeling nervous, restless or tense, having a sense of impending danger, panic or doom, having an increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, and it says in brackets hyperventilation, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry. 
There's quite a lot there, isn't it? Okay, right. So these are some statistics. That's a very difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Stats. Here's some stats. One in four people will experience a mental health problem of some kind each year in England. One in six people report experiencing a common mental health problem like anxiety and depression in any given week in England. That's high, isn't it? Anxiety is all in the head. Here's why. We all experience some anxiety at different periods of time. It's the brain's way of getting us ready to face or escape danger or deal with stressful situations. Thank you, Molly, for that. Sir, I need to get my questions up and then we'll carry on. Okay, right, so we've got some information on it now. Sir, the second question is, do you struggle with anxiety yourself or do you know someone that uh, struggles with their self? Apparently I'm going first, so yeah, I suffer with medical anxiety mostly. Um, pretty horrible. Um, later in the podcast I'll go through one of my scenarios, but it's just like the smallest headache and it makes you feel like you've got like a tumour inside your head or something and it's it's a horrible way to be living and like it's going to sleep once some nights thinking, am I going to wake up tomorrow morning? Thank you for being joyful, Jeremy. Whoever wants to go next can go just after the other person, just keep going round. I don't have anxiety, but I know a few people who do have it. Like my brother Jamie said, I know that someone my someone else has it, and I know a few friends who have it, and they have some bad symptoms of anxiety. I have anxiety myself. I have eating anxiety, social anxiety, and physical and mental anxiety. So basically, I have most of them, and it's does affect a lot of things like with eating anxiety. It messes with like eating things and it can cause you to have feelings as if you're dying when you eat due to the anxiety of it so it's really annoying but like social anxiety like when I first came to the group like with freedom run things my social anxiety was really bad but then because everyone was nice it just kind of drifted away so I could speak to new people and things and like my sister she also has anxiety so like I saw what she was going through first and then when I started suffering with it I kind of knew a little bit what to do at first before I had to get like people involved um I don't really have much to do with anxiety but I know quite a lot of people that do but obviously um there's a few in this room that have it like Jamie and Sasha that I know and there's a few people outside Freedom Road that I know that have it back to you do you know what I love everybody's answers because you're just so honest about it um Sir, the next question. How can anxiety have an impact on your day-to-day life? And obviously, Jordan, because you don't struggle with it for yourself, um, why don't you give an example of, I don't know if you know anybody, obviously your brother, um, how you see it impacts them? Well, I've seen many people who've got anxiety. I'll use my friend, for example. Um, she has, like, social anxiety, where she doesn't like being around new people or because she ends up having some shaking spasms or she ends up going through some dizzy spells. So we keep her away from people who she doesn't know or if she feels like she's about to have an anxiety attack or anything, we make sure she's okay, we do everything which she tells us to do. And it impacts her on her day-to-day life because, like, say, in college it started one day 
so we helped her through it and we saw how much it affected her through lessons and we had to help catch her up so it can impact you in a negative way yeah cool thanks for that um anybody whoever's got um something to say can go next well i mean i've got something that i could add on to jordan's like if someone's had an anxiety attack, it could be really draining on them and they might not want to finish off the college day, but sometimes if they've got the right people around them to help them through, it it's all like health-dependable, like friendships and relationships, really. So it's good to have like good people around you to help you out. Do you know what, Ethan? I love that. That was like... I loved what you said about it being a healthy, dependent relationship. And that's why we've we've gone, obviously changed our podcast to be a healthy, dependent relationship. And I love what you said. Like, I know what you mean. Sometimes people just feel absolute, like, just dead to the world after you go through, um, like, an anxiety episode. Um, and obviously sometimes you just want to go home or go somewhere else and not do out. But like you said, with the right help, um, with a right, healthy, dependent relationship, um, it can be a little bit better for you. So, yeah, I love that. Um Jamie or Sasha? Oh, right. Uh, well, for me, it's when I have my medical anxiety, uh, probably sleeping is the worst part for me. Uh, usually, like, I can go to sleep, like, 12 o'clock, and when my anxiety is quite high, sometimes I'll go to sleep, like, 2 or 3 o'clock, and I have to be up at, like, half past 7, so it, it's just a vicious cycle, really. I know with, like, my ether anxiety... It will, like, I suffer with it on a day-to-day basis and it'll take a lot to, to stop it. And, like, in a school environment where you go in and, like, all that sort of things and they say you have to eat and force you to and you get this anxiety where it feels like everything is going to, is, like, getting stabbed from the inside out is what happens. And they force you to eat, it's really bad because it gets it worse, which then triggers your other anxieties for me. And, like, with my social anxiety and things like that, meeting new people's a massive thing. So when I go out and about places, I will, before I go out and meet new people, I will write down different things I can say to be able to do it and, like, be able to, like, start conversations and things. So it's really hard to kind of, like, get into these different like scenarios and try finding coping mechanisms and things like that yeah well I mean I'll say for me so I I've struggled with anxiety and I always have since I've been young um and a big thing for me I think when I was younger I had quite a bit of social anxiety about meeting new people um and like obviously um having anxiety myself prevents prevents it because for me I struggle to get on a bus quite a bit and I've got but since being at college I've got so much better being more confident with getting on a bus and I think for me the way I do it and we obviously get into that is I listen to music and I just listen to that music and ignore everything else and that's a great thing for me so like hearing you all talk about it is really encouraging. One of the worst things when like you're going in a shop and you're going to go buy something and then they say something to you and and you like don't really know what to say like, if you go in and buy, like, an energy drink and you get ID'd, you, like, I've not planning to be ID'd, so I don't really know what to say. That's one anxiety thing I struggle with majorly. Yeah, thanks for adding that. So, the fourth question is in two bits, A and B. So, the first bit is, um, what are your triggers? 
Um, and the B part is how do you prevent yourself from having an anxiety episode? And obviously, again, for you, Jordan, um, if you know, like for your friends, um, what their triggers are and what they use to prevent it, um, you can say that when it comes to you. Um, but anybody who's got something to say about what are your triggers, go, go, go. My main triggers are definitely when someone says, oh, just calm down or things like that. Or people who fake it, definitely. People who fake it, have an, say like they have anxiety but they don't, and then as soon as you're having anxiety, they just say, oh, calm down, you'll be fine. That's definitely a main trigger. It's one definite trigger, because like, when you're already in that panic mode and someone tells you to calm down, it just makes you worse. Uh, a small trigger is pain, because uh, obviously I've got medical anxiety. So the slightest bit of pain, I start overthinking, and then what triggers it even more is trying to research on Google. Yeah. Don't rely on Dr. Google. Well, um, for me, it's mainly like people who don't fully understand it, who are trying to help you out but are doing the wrong things and it's just setting it off even worse. And like Jamie said, it's like all the overthinking, it just gets to you too much, you start worrying, you start like hyperventilating and it just gets too much for you and then you just shut yourself down. Um, like I said in the previous question, my, one of my friend's triggers is being in a social area, but uh, one of my other friends and uh, another trigger for them is even if it's just with a friend, just like talking to people about their emotions and stuff, it can send them into a an anxiety attack. Yeah, because sometimes it's hard to actually talk to someone about yeah. it. Like they don't prefer going to the parents, they just prefer talking to their friends. Yeah. It, even though it can be hard for them. So that's a few of their triggers. Yeah, great. I'll talk about a couple of mine. So one of mine is definitely being in new places, is when I'm, I'm, I don't really know where like things are or how to get round places and things like that. That's something that really sets me off. Um, and like big crowds and things like that. So it's a lot, for me, a lot of it kind of thing is around that, like being like that social anxiety kind of in a way, just being like, like for me, I think um, where was it? when I was in London, um, but obviously I haven't been in like an out anywhere and I don't think a lot of people have because of the pandemic when I was in London my anxiety was like proper like killing me because it was just like being on the um what's it called the underground train and things like that just being near people was so weird and my anxiety was like absolutely so high and I was just like I'm gonna stick music on because that's like I said that's the way I just eat I just calm down because it just lets me forget about everything else So that's all my questions, but this one's, this is a question, but it's a question for like an open conversation. And as well, you can say as much as you want to, obviously there's no pressure to kind of really open up because I know it's hard. Um, so here we go. Tell us about an experience where you had an anxiety episode. How did you cope? Um, did you use any strategies? What was the outcome, positive or negative? Um, whoever wants to go first can go for it. Uh, so for me, uh, last September, um, I went through a phase of um, just mental anxiety. Um, I've had a couple of traumatic events in my past and it, like, it all come back to me. Um, and then I managed to like 
talked to my parents about it and it was like real comforting and um, on the Saturday that week I felt great and my mum and dad went to the shop and I asked them to buy me a bottle of uh, fizzy drinks, soda or whatever you guys call it, wherever you're from um, and in this case it was Dr Pepper and I sat there that one day and drank two litres of it um, and that night we'd got a takeaway and the build I am, I'm a very particular fan of food. Um, and that's when it started. Uh, I'd got, a, I can't remember what I got, but I ate like two chips and that's when it all started. And the next day I woke up and it was worse. Um, and then my, my medical anxiety kicked in and over the next few days it was just a constant chest pain, which you can probably guess was heartburn. Um, and by the Thursday that week, um, I wasn't concentrating at school, the pain, because my anxiety was so bad. Uh, on the way home, I just broke down, and my mum drove past me doing her school bus. Um, she only had to take home her assistant. And I, I went on, and she phoned my dad, and my dad turned around and said, oh, you're going to A&E. Um, so I ended up in A&E, and the doctor basically turned around and said, you've burnt from your stomach all the way up to your voice box and your throat with your stomach acid. Um, so I was on like three different medications to try and relieve that and that was probably the worst bit of anxiety I've ever had so far. GCSE time. And he wasn't the smartest because we both never concentrated in class. And it was a maths GCSE and he was always feared, he's always feared maths. And before the exam, he started shaking and hyperventilating. And I didn't, I wasn't there at the time because my exam already started. And I remember him telling me that a teacher was near him, people surround him, so it kept getting worse. And he felt more claustrophobic. And the, he had to stay out of the exam for like half an hour because of his anxiety attack. So that's all I really know about the anxiety attack he had. That was one of his worst ones of that year. So the new upgrade you could be put in for the next year when you move year groups. And this day I was struggling majorly anyway. And it got that bad, I actually passed out from this anxiety attack I had, completely just blacked out and my school didn't understand what to do because they never got trained properly about anxiety attacks and things like that. So like people do need a lot more like understanding what Like more do. education yeah, on it, yeah. Definitely like what to do if someone's having an anxiety attack or anything like that because this was the worst anxiety attack I've ever had. And it was basically caused by the thought of going into the exam sort of like stages. It was awful. Well, I've not really had a full-on anxiety episode, but I've had a couple of small ones, and it's basically just caused by, like, thinking I've got less time than I actually do to do something, so I worry about it that much. It just causes me to get really anxious, and it makes me panic, and I just can't concentrate, and I can't get anything done I just get distracted I'll just go for a, like a two hour walk to try and um, 
get away from everything. Right, this me now, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, if you've kind of just listened back to our podcast, you've only been for our free episodes since we've been back. Uh, if you don't know, I'm dyslexic and have two moderate learning difficulties. And when I was at school, I struggled so much with writing and reading and things. And that was like a main thing for me to, for my anxiety to start like, like kicking in for me so a lot of the time when I was kind of trying had to read something or do something and I just I couldn't do I had like a brain block my anxiety would just start building up and a lot of time it would thingy where I would go out to class and I would have a bit of a do and just be so angry and but it was just my anxiety just kind of went from being like fine to like just I couldn't do out about it and it just got too much and I was just like blue, like my head just went. Um, so that's kind of my thing. Um, but then I kind of found, like obviously said about strategies, about a great way for me was to, if I got like that and I just felt my anxiety was to just get up, get out the class, walk about, um, go outside, maybe sit on a bench and just kind of process what the actual things I'm struggling with and then go and tell someone and go, look, I'm struggling with this, can you help me out? So that's kind of the thing that I started doing that really helped out with my anxiety. Well, I've I've got something to add on. Go on, go on, Ethan. So you're similar to me. It's like that peace and quiet helps you out, and then you get like others around you that you know could help you out to um try and calm you down. Basically. Yeah, no, I like that, Ethan. Thanks for adding that. So I think we've come to the end of this podcast. Um, I don't know. Why I haven't got up and walked out because. I really don't like doing podcasts because I get so anxious. Like, what am I saying? Reading, doing it all. You did but anyways, good. We've got, well done, we've, got, we've got through it together. Yeah, you did well, Dan. You did good. So, I just want to say, um, don't forget to follow on our social media. It's FRCA Podcast Corner 101. Um, don't forget to follow our main page, Freedom Road Creative Arts. Ooh. What's that? YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Yes, follow us on YouTube. It's FRCA Podcast Corner 101. Well, it should be. And why don't you go and follow our main page of Freedom Road? What is Freedom Road Creative Arts? Um, that's right, isn't it? Probably, Freedom Dan. Road yes, Probably. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, I've been Dan. I've been Jamie. I've been Sasha. I've been Jordan. And I've been um, Ethan. Don't forget to check out our last week's podcast, what was all about Tourette's. Um, totally forgot what the title's called. But Tourette's, Tourette's Awareness, What Makes You Tick. What, what was it, Sasha? What Makes You Tick. Tourette's, What Makes You Tick. There you yep. go, you've had it straight there, straight from Sasha. So, we'll see you in the next podcast.